temporal anomaly has occurred. Program detected. Salamander Baby 018, Nemesis, recorded March 28, 2018. Program initiated. Enter when ready. Salamander Babies, home of the Salamander Baby, may I take your order? Who are you? Um, <laughs> Jen Marshall, holodeck programmer. Quantum Anarchist, Jim Gold. I'm Temporal Timekeeper, Mario Panagetti. Chief Philosophy Officer, Lou Gold. I got it right! You did it in one! Um, and this is uh, Salamander Babies, where we are discussing episode Nemesis, which is season 5, episode 4. 44. <laughs> Season 4, episode 4. Season 4, episode 4. <laughs> <laughs> Just a lot of 4s. <laughs> Nemesis. Cool, so Tom Harding and... Uh, <laughs> yeah, yes. Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman. Yes. Together again, finally. Um, Chakotay is stranded on a planet, and he falls in quickly with the local militia there who are fighting a fierce foe. But of course, that's that's not all. <laughs> it's not much more. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get to it all, though. When you said he falls in, I was waiting for you to say love. <laughs> <laughs> falls in love with a 12-year-old. With a 12-year-old militant girl. <laughs> to be fair, she was all grim. Or something. Like, she was all bonds, for sure. I get it. I would have done the same thing when I was her age. Oh, well, from her perspective. Sure. She's, a, she's, she's not real. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll get to that show. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Spoil- spoilers. Yeah. You can't Where spoil a 20-year-old episode. Where to start? I think we should start with the language. Oh. Okay. Because constant one... profanity. Start to finish. <laughs> from us. <laughs> I, I, I totally blocked that out when I chose this episode because it like the the different language patterns when people try to use it and things, it really bothers me. Like always it bothers me. Um and so I must have just blocked that out of my memory. Cause man, it sucks. <laughs> it was really grating. It doesn't make you sound more interesting. It doesn't make the writers sound like better writers. It just So <laughs> So I had seen this episode by chance like maybe a year ago and I'd forgotten about the speech patterns, but I did remember hating the the like quote unquote good guys for a really long time and I don't and I couldn't remember why. And then as soon as the first one opened his f***ing mouth, I was like, oh, that's right. There it is. <laughs> yeah, we were, we were discussing it while watching the episode, as we were wont to do. Uh, and it, it seemed like uh, it was just one of the writer's jobs to, uh, to go through the script that they had written and replace everything with, like, the third place synonym <laughs> from the thesaurus. No, 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 that line is stilted. It is way too straightforward. You need to go back and change that. (laughs) Yeah. And all all the while, we were like, the Universal Translator is just f***ing with him. Like, it knows what the shit means. Yep. I wonder if it's like, because they're speaking, maybe they are speaking English words, but the translator doesn't pick up on the weirdness of their phrases, because it's like, that's an English word. But you would have to. Like, you would have to understand that they're using the alternate wording of a lot of these words, which means it needs to know exactly what they're saying. Yeah, but still, it's in English. So do you really have to translate it? Well, I guess that's the question. Does the Universal Translator translate and colloquialize? 
like because if it was supposed to make it match like the listeners understanding like i could see that being one thing but it seemed like it very intentionally chose these other vocabulary words that you don't hear from other aliens so in in other episodes and i can't think of any examples there have been um instances of um idioms and innuendos like the um bird people episode all the flirtations with um bird wife (laughs) (laughs) bird wife the bird person there's there's the there, there was the ability to do innuendos and stuff like that. So um, the Universal Translator is capable of it, but maybe for this one species it wasn't it was a little on the little on the fritz, or maybe they just have a terrible language with idioms that don't quite yeah. the, do it. The issue that we're 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 sort of uh, brushing over uh, is the fact that the Universal Translator is a techno- is a writing conceit uh, just to make it believable that aliens would speak English. That's true. Well, and to simplify conversing within a 40-minute episode, yeah. you kind of have to jump over the fact that the characters need to understand what the other characters are saying. Yeah. So Unless it's a plot point. But, by the way, major shout-out to Enterprise for actually dealing with linguistical problems. You mean oh. next-gen? No, no. Um, Enterprise. Enterprise had a... Oh, yeah. They had officer, a, a linguist. Yeah, they had a fucking linguist on the show, and it would take them a while to figure out how to communicate. Right. Yeah. They had a human universal translator. And, yeah. and I get that that takes place a lot earlier than this, but still. I mean, that was consistent with Uhura, right? Hmm? That was, that was part of Uhura's job in TOS. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if Chakotay... Adopting this weirdo speak is kind of like an early clue, not to jump to spoiler alert, an early clue of his indoctrination slash brainwashing. It's like, oh, he picked up on that awfully fast. I could believe that, but I've also seen him do that under normal circumstances. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's just highly influenceable. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like when someone goes to the UK and then picks up an accent. Like Madonna? <laughs> it's just what he does. <laughs> I've done that in the South after, like, four days. Yeah. Let's hear it. It's terrible. No. Oh. Like, I can't do it now. I'm actually... I I do it, too. Performance anxiety. Well, no, I just don't do impressions. You guys guys have seen me DM. I don't roleplay and make (laughs) voices. As somebody who also does not roleplay in D&D, yeah, that's true, and I totally respect that. Fair. But I'm going with you next time you're going to the South. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Yeah, if going I ever make to it Vicksburg. to England, I'm totally going to have one of those Madonna accents. It's going to be very fashionable. <laughs> I'm sure they'll love it. Yes. They better. <laughs> they'll be impressed. I've been practicing. But yeah, I think in, in his efforts to be respectful of other cultures, he ends up just like miming them a lot. Yeah, I can see that. I, I, I think, yeah, that's, that's an explanation as well. Which ends up coming out as condescending. Yeah. It's like, oh, the hereafter. <laughs> you don't believe that. <laughs> well, he, he was rolling people on their faces like a pro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were dead, so there's no one to impress. I got the impression he was just guessing. Yeah. He was like, I, uh, I think he sure. saw them do it previously. Oh, okay. There, yeah. was, there was a ceremony he took part in. I, I think it'd be funny if um, he actually kept that, like, he really adopted that cultural thing. So they get back to the Alpha Quadrant and he dies and he, in his will. It's like, all right, you need to turn me over <laughs> so I can get a, and Everyone else in the crew's like, what the fuck is he talking about? Smush my face into the ground. Yep. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I'm just much more cultural now that I've been out in the Delta Quadrant. <laughs> I picked up a few new things. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> when you're as well traveled as I am. Like it was from my time amongst the Voti or whatever they call it. The Voti. The Voti. Oh, yeah. No. The Roti? Yeah. You're thinking about Indian food. I mean, yeah. I'm just, I, I loved uh, Tuvok being like, 
you are Chicote, you know, you are a scientist. And I was just like, he's an anthropologist. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to all the anthropologist <laughs> listeners. I mean, it's totally not a chica- or not. It's totally not a Tuvok thing. But he should have been like, "You're a colossal pain in my ass." <laughs> Be like, oh, shake it off. Tuvok. What was the deal with? Why did Chicote think that Tuvok looked like one of the whatever people? They were manipulating his brains. So I think it was actually a hallucination. Yeah, the doctor said that at the end. To make any combatants look specifically like the enemy. Yeah. Although it was pointed out, I forget exactly who here pointed out, but the clothing that Tuvok was wearing was needlessly... Yeah. It it was the enemy clothing. But the enemies also look like the enemies. Yeah. That's also... That's weird. It's a weird part of the brainwashing. Yeah. Yeah, Wouldn't they look like that anyway? Yeah. Why why is he brainwashed to think that everyone who isn't the Vori are enemies? Yeah. And specifically that alien race. Like, how many people are stopping by this planet? Yeah, there aren't a lot of third parties in this conflict. Uh, yeah, it's just where it's the warriors look like that, and maybe that's the what it's doing to make him kill civilians, too? I don't know. Well, what if the... I mean, the only actual... I don't. I wasn't paying attention, so I don't know the species name. <laughs> that's probably for the best. This is a problem with some of us in this episode. The Nazikans. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. We're going to call them the Nazikans. The... Alright, so on. the only ones that we actually saw were the f***ing diplomats. Yep. Yeah. So we don't know what their soldier class looks like. So Tuvok was actually wearing like a diplomat's outfit when he was walking around. It still doesn't explain why he changed clothes and he doesn't address it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Chakotay even asks him straight out why you're wearing the clothes of the enemy. And he's like, they're not the enemy. So he just <laughs> avoids the question entirely. Tuvok's like, I, I like it. It's fashionable. From my point of view, the Jedi are evil. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I, listen, it's my size exactly. I couldn't turn it down. This incredibly <laughs> this incredibly heavy clothing uh, just makes sense in this dense uh, <laughs> jungle. jungle. Hey, hey, the crotch is very breathable. <laughs> I guess that's something. Yeah, no, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense at all. Because you'd think... That would only help the illusion. Yeah, you would think you would want him to, like, see you. So it's like, just wear your regular clothes. Yeah. Tuvok, Mr. Logic. Tuvok could have just stunned him. Yeah. Like, Chakotay has a fucking rifle. and And threatens to kill Tuvok a number of times. A live weapon. Yeah. It, it's much more logical just to stun him right there and beam True. him up. But let's imagine the scenario of Tom had actually gone to fucking <laughs> oh collect Chakotay. Was Tom even in this episode? Yeah, he was like, I'll go. Oh. And they're like, and Tuvok's like, no, man, I'm, yes, I got yes. this. <laughs> let's be real here. Yeah. Like, how bad would that have gone? Kind of surprised Tom? that it wasn't Janeway came to collect him. Yeah. Yeah, they would send the captain on an away mission like that. They did with the shoot. Just goes in, phaser rifle, (laughs) blasting. Chakotay was alone for some reason. Riddle me that. Actually, (laughs) actually, thinking about it, is Tuvok the right person to send? No. Because Chakotay (laughs) didn't didn't like Tuvok for so long. Because he was the f***ing wall. Send Alana. Send Janeway. Send literally anyone else. Or just beam him up without actually sending anybody. I think that was the thing. Like, they're... They had to find him, right? There was, like, the interference thing or whatever. There was like... a throwaway line about not being able to scan for him or something. Yeah. So even if they knew where he was, they couldn't something something. Uh... Yeah, they had to go down there for reals, but they did not have to change their outfits. They <laughs> <laughs> have to. That doesn't make any sense. That's the interference. I need to have a different shirt on. Yeah, weird. <laughs> what are you going to do? I would kind of love it, though, if it was just, like, a really shiny shirt. <laughs> there was actually an explanation of, sorry, this is to deflect the gamma... <laughs> You're actually Photons taking a... Uh, you have even more some, psychotropic radiation yeah. now. <laughs> yep. Fabulous. 
That would be awesome. If their outfits were, like, really cool. <laughs> Tuvok's just like, yeah. That's how they Shut convince up, people to stay. Yeah. <laughs> Look at our wardrobe. Way better than the enemies. That shiny shirt, that's mine. He hallucinates, so the enemy wears, like, clashing top and bottom. <laughs> I don't want that. His stripes and poke bottoms. <laughs> that's Monsters, beasts. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> the nemesis. <laughs> But yeah, it does turn out that Chicote was brainwashed into fighting these other people's war. We've really cut to the chase in this synopsis. <laughs> there isn't there isn't a whole lot to the episode. Yeah, I like, like to keep you the code. Well, especially once once you get to the point of realizing, spoiler alert, that it was all a hallucination and all the things they told him about their culture the could not even be real, yeah. possibly. Yeah. Like it kind of makes you dismiss everything you saw as well, being yeah. significant. Like part of uh, what I got from it also was I think it's likely that the um, the the training program just mimics the physiology of whatever person they're trying to brainwash. So Ooh. so like because I think you had asked why they all looked like humans. Yeah, and it just felt like the cop out. Oh, lower budget, make them all look like humans, or make them more sympathizable. But maybe that's part of the program. Yeah. That and would so, make it more interesting. So if <laughs> if bird person gets stranded on the uh, on the planet, everybody looks like a bird person. Yeah. All of them have eighties uh, bird hair. Yeah, yeah. And, and like eighties birds yeah. <laughs> and, and slinky uh, nightwear. <laughs> That's just how they how they roll. Yeah. And regular Earth dogs. Yeah, <laughs> Pomeranians or whatever. Little terriers. I mean, yeah. and, and Dorians. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean that that is. I, I don't think it was intentional, um, but I think that's one of the things about this the story that was kind of interesting and um, and kind of compelling. Mm-hmm. But I really don't think it was intentional. No, I don't think so at all. Yeah, no, that does make it a lot more interesting, mm-hmm. though. That's a fun head canon. Considering most of the creative effort was put into the vocabulary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah. My, my mother's father. No. <laughs> like, there's a word. <laughs> No daughter's daughter. <laughs> I liked um, when they had to to back up, and they said backwalk as one word. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you invented a word just to not say the other word. Do we want to talk about like the serious theme of the episode? That when we were watching, I remember so that the last line of the, um, you know, I-, I wish it was as. As easy to stop hating as it is to start. That was such bullshit. I I remember hearing that and being like, oh, that's pretty good for Voyager. And that like stuck (laughs) with... Shut up. (laughs) That like stuck with me for a little while. I was like, okay, sure. It's pretty good for an after school special. Yeah, no. Did it make you think? (laughs) Not really, no. But I was like, I was like, oh, they hit like a theme. Like, because some episodes they don't have any... moral to the story and i was like yeah there's barely a okay. mystery usually yeah. and so and so when we were watching it you guys were like Ugh. <laughs> yeah mario mario and i at the end i think we both groaned yeah <laughs> well you know that like 21 year old mfa student was like yes <laughs> score we hit the theme. people are gonna remember this for decades well i think jim even called the twist at like the 10 minute mark yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like these people are too annoying it's got to be that they're the bad <laughs> there, there was a, the ambiguous statement, the ambiguous description of the enemy. Yeah. Yes. By their actions and not by their appearances. Yep. Yeah. They're so. beasts. And, and usually when they talk to some ambassador or something like that, they'll have it on the view screen. Yeah. Uh, but they they just, like, 
the, they talk about the communications that they had with uh, with the ambassador, and they yeah, they're they trying to show it. keep the gag going for as long as they can. Yeah, and they did. Like they they kept the reveal to the exact moment they wanted, but it just <laughs> and it was, was like all laid out so plainly. Yeah, and it was like one of the most disappointing <laughs> reveals that they could have done. It was like uh they like like it would have been interesting if they had played it completely straight and the Nazikans w- were actually the bad guys but but no <laughs> yeah they were actually the bad guys but Voyager had to get their guy out some way yeah maybe uh. and Jamie even acknowledges that where Chakotay talks about the war crimes he was told and she's like I don't know I said anything about the other guys so let's yeah. just get out of here <laughs> that actually reminds me of the episode where uh, somebody, uh, who was it? I think it was Harry and Tom were accused of the terrorist bombing. Yeah. And, like, Voyager tracks down was, the actual terrorist. That was the shoot. That was the shoot, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. I'm sorry. I didn't even remember the <laughs> episode that I, that I picked. And, like, at the end, they were just like, well, I guess we're letting these terrorists go. Like, we know that they yeah. committed this yep. horrible atrocity. We're not but, the space police. But fuck police. those people, yep. too, so... <laughs> Prime Directive, whatever, let's move on. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we're like 43 out of 45 minutes, we gotta wrap it up. <laughs> we don't have enough time left for the episode, who cares? Yeah, so. we, we, need, we need those two minutes for a sick bay uh, scene, and that's it. Got a really, really deep-cutting message about prejudice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think we all learned an important lesson, guys. Yeah. Sure did. Stay off drugs. Yeah, that, that was the lesson, right? Stay that's, off drugs. that's not the lesson that I got from it. Oh, shit. So- so doesn't stay off drugs? Yeah, no, don't so tell should... me don't tell me what to do with my drugs. Oh, <laughs> this is California. Yeah. yeah, but this episode I'm like trying to find something. Um this episode reminded me of the um, original series one where they're the uh the two guys yeah. that are split white and black. Mm-hmm. 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 And it's like his face is black on the right side. Yeah. It's it's a it's a that version but yeah. for Voyager. Which was forgivable because it was the sixties. Yeah. <laughs> and they were yeah. still figuring out how to tell allegorical stories <laughs> on television. Yeah. It's like trying to be a Twilight Zone episode, but it's far too heavy handed oh, yeah. for even the Twilight Zone. It's oh yeah. Like... Actually in addition to all of that, because all of that yeah makes sense, it kinda of reminds me of the Forever War, where like basically there's just this ongoing interstellar war. Uh so in uh, are you guys familiar with the Forever War? That's no. a novel or yeah. okay. um and so it's it's a universe where uh, faster than light travel does not exist, except for That's this universe. Oh shit! <laughs> well, so um, <laughs> well, there's the twist is it's Earth all along. <laughs> well, I, I, sorry, I sorry, should, sorry. I should say that's that's not actually true. They they do have like technology to jump through black holes to other black holes, um, and so there is some FTL stuff. stuff. Yeah, but the the book does get into like time dilation issues um, because traveling to a black hole. Um, you, you wind up having relativistic effects and all that, uh, and so one of the one of the effects of this is uh, essentially it, it means that launching any attack it it winds up preventing you from being able to negotiate a peace <laughs> because you launch an attack it arrives like three hundred years in the future and and like exterminates a planet and there's going to be some sort of retaliation for that so it it, it just winds up being this like as the title suggests, the Forever War. Well, that's one of the aspects of the the novel. But like, the this episode kind of reminds me of that uh, because these training camps could be completely automated. It seems like they were. They revisited the camp and it did a, a program reset. Yep. Basically, exactly. And so, like, just every so often, the, some some passing by ship will get will get sucked in and 
and some uh, some trained person will pop out like wanting to kill these people. There's a next gen episode like that. I think in season one they stumble upon a planet uh, where the the people there created a defense system so good that it wiped them out. Uh, and then the program kept running mm-hmm. and it basically like uh, it communicates to ships that pass by as like a sales pitch for this new weapons program when people go down to the planet it plays out the program and, and tries to kill everybody wow that's pretty cool um to to jim's analogy to um the forever war um and the theory about the automated system um actually if the people who are caught in it are so drugged out of their minds that Chakotay could recognize tuvok as one of the enemies who's to say that, well, okay, I guess we technically saw a couple of them with the ambassador, but like how many people are actually left and are the people that are killing each other just people who fell onto the planet? <laughs> the ambassador's like, yeah, there's these crazies who take drugs all the time and just live on this planet. We're not even there. Yeah. <laughs> we just own the place. <laughs> I think they actually mention that they they, uh, they recruit people and they wind up killing their compatriots. I could be wrong. I did Maybe. tune out a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, I did too. And and so I'm suspecting that like I tuned out half of a line. <laughs> so maybe I'm totally misinterpreting. Like, hey, uh, listeners, <laughs> did you hear something about that? <laughs> did you guys pay attention? If so, write in. Let us know what they said. Uh, hello, computer. It's alamanderbabies.com. You're talking about how, like, walking into the program, the program boots up and, like, indoctrinates an unsuspecting person into fighting this war that they weren't prepared to. Reminded me of Westworld. Um, like, just your average, what do they call them? Not users. Guests. Guests, yeah. yeah. Just your average guest walking into, like, um, a quest or something like that. Like, they're walking through town and someone's like, hey, you look like an able-bodied person. You want to help me wrangle up this dude? There's a snake in my boot. Exactly. There's <laughs> <laughs> an NPC standing yeah. with a giant exclamation point over their head. Yeah. Greetings, adventurer. Welcome to Corneria. Basically. I really like how this show handles that, though. It's awesome. Just like, oh, that's a quest line right there. I can tell. <laughs> There's a lot of things that that show does really well. Yeah. The, the, the meta stuff when one of the uh, guests uh, who knows what's going on mm-hmm. get, like, is approached in that way. Yes. And they're just like, nah, not today. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, like William's, uh, William's what? brother, who's just like, no, this is all bullshit. Just don't yeah. pay attention to this. It's my, like, <laughs> my, my daughter was kidnapped by bandits. It's like, ah, oh, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Not, not today. The speedrunner coming into Western <laughs> yeah. world. Like how he's all excited he's about running fun. backwards and jumping, <laughs> talking to a camera for his YouTube stream. <laughs> all right, everyone, it's <laughs> ProGamer69 here. <laughs> The latest speedrun attempt. Going for the world record. <laughs> oh, there's Dolores. All right. <laughs> Dropped can. Got it. Okay, go. Oh, no. It's Ed Harris. He's a griefer. <laughs> That's exactly how it would go down. I'm just imagining one of the prostitutes saying, speedrun is right. <laughs> we call him speedrun around Ain't these parts. Ain't got much grind on you. I love everything about that show. That's good. Mm-hmm. Unlike this episode, <laughs> like this garbage episode. Next week to our Westworld. Oh wait, no final thoughts yet. Well, let me reserve my final thoughts I, for later. I like how there was that long pause where we all just were like, "Hmm." <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like the thing that I remembered mostly was that it was a Ch- Chicote episode, and wow, yeah. you even corrected his name. I know That's how bad this episode yeah, is. Yeah, he, he's he hasn't earned his beans. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta work for the beans. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, you know, 
I'm just imagining that Blazing Saddles scene <laughs> with all the guys around the campfire just farting. So, so the farting thing, I was I was gonna try and like not be so crude, but when it was the um, turn me to the to the way after or whatever, and he flips him over on his stomach, I was like, he's gonna fart. So <laughs> yeah, you already should have been. All that gas is just gonna come straight oh, out. Man. It's true. That is a bad plan. Like, come on. Somebody wasn't thinking about that. It's their spirit leaving the bed. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's a spiritual thing. It's like, you just gotta wait. Wait for it. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's how you know how moral a person is. The size of their fart is their soul. <laughs> you led a good life. <laughs> just really breathe them in. Yeah. But as far as, um, like, basically running his own episode... On the scheme of, like, single-person episodes, I would put this at a solid 5 out of 11. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not his fault, though. It's just the content. I mean, he did a good job. Well, okay, so here's the thing. When you say he, do you mean the actor or the character? Because the character didn't have... Chakotay didn't do... I mean the actor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, He was drugged up and on rails. (laughs) Chakotay was a damsel if there ever was one on this episode. But but yeah, no, I agree. The acting was was good. Yeah. I will also say, I think in the course of his being indoctrinated, his actions didn't seem totally out of character. Like, either they were tailoring the program to him as a personality, or that's just how he is. But, like, he very quickly, like, matched pace and tone with how they spoke and with their religious practices out of respect for them. I didn't watch it and think, oh, he's been brainwashed right there. Like, nothing stood out as a moment where he he was compromised as a personality, especially because he hallucinated the enemy's appearance. And he was a good candidate for this particular storyline because of his Maquis roots. (laughs) Instead of, like, if it was Tuvok, he would have been like, this isn't logical. This isn't Starfleet. (laughs) I'm just gonna sit here until somebody comes to get me. I'm not taking sides in this. (laughs) I'm just going to hug a tree, you guys fight it out. Could he have resisted it, though, if it's a mental manipulation with drugs? Well, we've seen Tuvok struggle with that before. Yeah. Not with drugs, but was it with that's drugs? A very, that's a very mm. special Voyager episode. Yes. Did we do that one yet? Yeah, we did. We did. The one with the serial killer. Yeah. 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 With yeah. yeah. That, that was less drugs and more emotional yeah but we've seen he was literally given psychopathic yeah we've seen his mental state be compromised is basically the closest that i can come to it yeah so i don't think he'd be immune to it necessarily maybe not immune but i mean he might see through the farce sooner chakotay was definitely off of the star trek plan or the starfleet plan at that point on the planet it's like cool i get to larp like would janeway do this i don't know (laughs) i think she would struggle with it more Maybe. It's possible that this is just him being a really good anthropologist. <laughs> he goes native very easily yes, in the show. That's true. Like the cabin episode. Yes. <laughs> it's like, well, out of uniform we are. Yep. It's like he's just waiting for an opportunity. We know he is. Yeah, maybe he is. <laughs> he's like, the Starfleet thing, I'm in way over my head. <laughs> that, that would be kind of funny if Chicote just sort of like falls into whatever environment he's in and he just, he happens to be on a spaceship, so he's like, yeah, I guess I'm the first <laughs> officer now. <laughs> Like, if you just dropped him anywhere, he'd be like, yeah, I guess I'm a Nazi now. Yeah, like, this, is, this is who I am now. I like that it doesn't go for captain. <laughs> it's like Zellig. He settles into the, the role that has nothing to do. <laughs> it's like the Woody Allen movie Zellig, about the guy who is the social chameleon. Who it, it, It's a mockumentary about a guy who, um, who supposedly can be dropped into any social situation and pretend to be, um, and pretend to fit in. Hmm. The joke is that it's Woody Allen and he can't do shit. <laughs> He's just an idiot. 
I, I think I thought it was a freaking hilarious movie, but Woody Allen's a prick. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. He's problematic at this point. <laughs> yeah. But I hadn't heard of that movie either. No, I hadn't heard of it. Although that does sound like an interesting premise. It is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I thought it was very funny. Maybe it was a little bit more well executed than this episode. Uh, <laughs> Star probably. Trek a little bit. A little bit. A little bit better. Yep. <laughs> Makes think a little more. <laughs> yeah. That yep. hatred. I mean, yeah, it's kind of rich coming from the planet of white men with guns. <laughs> yeah. White, white men with guns and one or two token ethnic children. Yes. Yeah. That's it, though. There were, there were adults. There were adults? Yeah. Okay. There was one child. Yes. Because, of course, there has to be a child. To, to endear the village to Chakotay. Mm-hmm. To seduce Chakotay. That was... Yeah, there were some vibes there that I did not like. <laughs> yeah, that was not appropriate. Yeah. Like, she's 12. <laughs> Their species, the woman actually don't. I mean, she'd be of two dozen trips round the star. <laughs> One dozen. Two dozen. One dozen. <laughs> Maybe it's a small. Just double their age. <laughs> Sorry, went a little too. They're, they're short years, so yep. it's, it's fine. yeah, yeah. It's quick trips. Yep. Yep. I did the math. It's half. It's <laughs> half the days. I yep. think he's just a sensual person, and he just puts off that vibe all the time, <laughs> even if there's a child there. <laughs> I think I think it was because in their effort to do the dumb vocabulary stuff, instead of asking what the, he wanted, they asked what he craved. <laughs> yeah, it was just a very true. very bad vibe. Yeah, which I hope Robert Beltran. And they said crave more than once. It, it was specifically it was that instance where everybody leaves and it's nighttime. There's the fire and he's got flowers on his neck, and then the twelve year old girl walks in. Comes she's back. like, "Do you crave anything else?" And yeah, like, that's true. All of us groaned. Yeah, nobody. Like somebody entrapped. was not thinking about that. Yeah, I wonder if like they were filming it. And they're like, yes, maybe, and it's like, nope, nope, too late. <laughs> this tone is perfect. Yep. The, the writers had already been paid. So. <laughs> yeah, we that can't think it. of anything else. So this is this the is what's happening. Because yep. yep. I guess if it was if it was an older woman, we would assume there were romantic vibes there. Yeah, I think that would have been kind of interesting. Yeah. I mean, it, it would have been, been more interesting. Yeah, yeah. it would have gotten him in more with the natives, like at that point. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's kind of... If this was a Tom episode, they would have gone that way. Yeah. <laughs> they would have shot that bird person <laughs> right there. Oh, you want someone with feathers. Yeah, Got he would have just been... I, I guess the, the complication with having it be an adult woman and having there be the like potential love plotline is then it gets really close to that... Um, is it the Harry episode? Where he gets like a love virus and falls yes. in love with this one alien, and all of a sudden, because if you're being indoctrinated, there's a bunch of chemicals, then it complicates the emotion to the episode. And this is like hate, and they can't have love be in there because then that'll just get too. I don't know. I feel like maybe they just thought it would I mean, be too much mixed messaging. They they played at the love thing though. Like he was not necessarily a father figure to to the girl, but like it, they were kind of like implying in that direction. And like her, her grandfather was still, her her, her mother's father was still around. <laughs> Please, uh, yeah, it, mother's father. Yeah, I'm sorry. I need to use the correct terminology here. Um, and but like th- they were implying all this stuff about about his role in her life. I mean, yeah, but I, I think it's a different sort of relationship and with different sort of potentially narrative problems. I could also head canon that to being the program tailoring itself to Chakotay who is a family man and, and believes in protecting the people. And, yeah. yeah, like yeah. of course he'd want to protect this little girl. Yeah, so they created a figure that he would want to. So if Tom showed up there, it would just be a village full of half-naked women? Mm-hmm. Probably. Mm-hmm. You have to defend the naked boobies. Yep. And, and they'd all be Cassandra dressed Banks. like, yeah, they'd all be dressed like rockabilly. Oh god. <laughs> people. It would just be like... 
Yep. 50s pinup girls. Yep. Tom wouldn't even go and go to that final fight. He wouldn't even try and get to the communicator. Just like, I guess this is my it life just, now. Booker's like, he never left the village scene. Just, <laughs> we don't know what to do. The program's not built for this. Wait, so where do I sign up for this? Gams. Gams. It's all gams. Oh, God. Gams for days. Literally. The planet Gamtron. <laughs> Gamulon. <laughs> I'm done with this. <laughs> so, Luckily it wasn't about uh, Paris. Yeah, We're so. all lucky. I feel like for every episode I want to at least point out the characters that didn't appear at all. <laughs> <laughs> Just see, see who was on vacation in that week. So we got like one ready room scene and one sick bay scene. Yeah. So like Harry Balana seven. Is this se- wait season four? This season four. Okay. So, so seven. She's, she's there somewhere. And then I think we, I think that's it. Did we get Neelix? Neelix was in there. Yeah. Really. Last Neelix was in the last. Oh, that's right. Scene. He shows up in sick bay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, but yeah, being from, the diplomat. Aside from Chicote, it's it's Janeway and Tuvok that have the most lines, I think. Yeah. And Tom gets like one scene. <laughs> Jim just eye rolled. <laughs> so Lou, as our resident Tuvok uh, appreciator and expert, like how how the Tuvok scenes go? They were wonderful. <laughs> they were the best part of this. <laughs> no, um, I don't know. I kind of you know, uh, I didn't think Tuvok acted the most rationally when he was uh, or logically when he was confronting Chicote because he wasn't doing anything defensive and Chicote had a fucking rifle yeah, <laughs> and yeah. was brainwashed yeah and unpredictable the, I'll reason with him this yeah. will work you think you'd want to present yourself as like somebody's used to seeing you i.e. in your uniform whereas I would think I wouldn't take the risk of being able to overcome psychotropic drugs with speech and I would just stun him yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. and so, let the doctor sort it out yep. so so the, you know on the on the scale of like Neelix to Tuvok. The, <laughs> the logic of, of this episode for Tuvok is probably like Harry. I would say <laughs> questioning of Vulcan's logic is fighting words, I think. Oh, oh, like, yeah. No, I, I accept this. But... It's besmirching their, their honor. You know, I could easily imagine Neelix making those decisions. <laughs> <laughs> and just um, like beaming down and trying to talk to him. I'll just have a good chat with him. How freaking bizarre would it be if it was Neelix that was the one that went down there? <laughs> I brought your favorite view, Leo LaRoot Stew. Yeah, it's like no one else would. To jog your memory. Yeah. Oh, actually, that wouldn't be too bad. Well, if it, if it was something that he actually liked smelling, then that would be pretty good, because smell is a yeah. great trigger for memories. Yeah, but they didn't take advantage of any of no, that. No, they didn't. Yeah, like you'd think you'd find the person that's closest to him, who I would assume would be Balana or Janeway, and send them. But no. It's like, let's send the fun police. <laughs> your, your face, your face kind of lit up when he said Janeway. <laughs> Then there yeah. would have been a ten minute scene. How was the ten motion. minute scene in Sick Bay? Oh man, there's, there's not a whole lot to discuss. <laughs> oh. in that C- considering part. that's typically why you pick an episode, like yeah. how did that hold up for you? There was there wasn't anything of note. But but what if Janeway goes to get Chicote and he he doesn't recognize her at first, and the only way she can bring him out of it is with a kiss? That's the angst <gasps> that I'm here for. And <laughs> maybe I'll have fic. to write that fic. <laughs> that replaces this whole episode. See that I would be. So- Except for, that. except for the fact that she looks like one of those um, predator monsters. Yeah, she looks like a fucking predator monster. Yeah. So she literally has to hold him down in order to kiss him. <laughs> and just like poke the only way. And just like stabs him with her face spines. Oh man. No. Talk about no. confused boners. <laughs> I've been to it. Why? 
of everything I hate. Then he's going to have to make some big modifications to his holodeck program. <laughs> yep, for the better. Um, but but the, the scene where Tuvok does talk to him, one of the things that I did like about that was the slowly changing the voice to bring mm-hmm. it in line. I thought that that was a nice touch, and you can kind of, sort of, it, it works. It wasn't anywhere near Lord of the Rings, but it was okay. Right. Yeah. The actor, Alien, did a decent Tuvok impersonation because they had headlines <laughs> sync up. Yeah, that's true. Got the mannerisms down. The standing perfectly still. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Classic Tuvok. Right, that's what I always stand say. Stand there right there. Yeah, it was no Lord of the Rings. That's That much is... If one yeah, thing can be said about this episode, <laughs> it was no Lord of the Rings. <laughs> in that one way. At least. Yeah. Man, if Jane Bray had showed up like Galadriel... <laughs> she would have been like behind her. <laughs> hair flowing. That's how I usually see her. Also, by the way, in case you're wondering how I watch this show. Oh, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I am Jamie the White. <laughs> oh my god. That's what they used to call me. <laughs> be pretty big dicks if they called her Jamie the Grey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> That is rude. Yeah, Tuvok is way older than her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Triple digits. Mm-hmm. He's got grandkids. Yep. Vulcan don't crack. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. true. Sorry. It's all about all of the, the other great things that happened in this episode. <laughs> yeah. I, man, it would have been so cool if they made that a Janeway and Chakotay moment, but they didn't. Mm-hmm. Was this, um, in terms of like the chronology of the ship like at a certain point they kind of quashed it like i think they stopped exploring it until shattered but that was like yes that's oh, season the ship? yeah um Just the not not voyager itself but yeah. the, ship the possibility of the relationship yeah the apostrophe ship yeah um i mean that kind of got concluded at the end of season five didn't it so there's still there's still there's still tension baiting. there yeah. but yeah like they they missed that opportunity to really crank it into 12th gear up to warp 10. Yep. <laughs> <Salamander> the, <laughs> the episode that we don't speak of and you're like, why wasn't it Chakotay piloting? <laughs> That's why we can never discuss it. Missed opportunities. Missed opportunities. <laughs> Tom, <laughs> the Chakotay story. Tom takes Chakotay and they still have little salamander babies and he's like, which is... How? Well, oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> They're my pets. <laughs> That's gross, they're kids. <laughs> Something's gotta be done about your kids. Ah, your kids, Chakotay. <laughs> Marty, it's your kids! They're salamanders. <laughs> it's gross. <laughs> Don't do that. It's very natural. Perfectly normal, perfectly healthy. <laughs> when a man and a woman go to warp 10 <laughs> together, and it all starts when two molecules fall in love. Yeah. yeah. Nope, that's... That's it. That's... We, I think we're done. Yeah. I'm sorry. There's, there's the nothing... moment we covered the Forbidden episode, we're done yeah, talking about this one. There's nothing more bizarre. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, would, we don't talk about that, that episode because it does not exist. Nope. All right. We, we invented that on our own. Mm-hmm. So is there is there anything else that we want to talk about from this episode? I don't think anything else happened. Um, Jim pointed out that the f- guns that they were using were French. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> were they from the Herogen Holodeck episode? No. Should we use props? No, they're they're modern. Yeah, they're. Yeah, you'd think that he. Well, I guess that's part of the brainwashing or whatever. But you'd think that a Starfleet officer would react more to actual like ballistic 
weapons. Maybe that's what he hallucinated. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they were just like wooden props. Remember the good old days when we used bullets instead of laser beams? No, they, they, <laughs> the, at, at least once uh, Chakotay fired it and um, a shell casing was shot out. Yeah, but so. they also acknowledged that a lot of that was happening in his head. Like the training scenes. Oh, I thought you were talking about like, like on set. Oh, no, no, sorry. On, <laughs> on set, they used some kind of prop or I don't know. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they were FAMAS. Um, but yeah, they're, they are French. They're a little different. Yeah, I got nothing else to add to this episode. Yeah, I don't think there's... I really hated the way they talked. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they kept doing that. Mm-hmm. And so I hated them the whole, the whole time. time. <laughs> so I never so trusted much... them exactly. Yeah. Even if I... I guess I kind of appreciate having a twist. Like, I never liked them. So, Predator Monsters, though, <laughs> they talk normal. No, they, they don't. At, no, they they also had the same mannerisms. Well, they said, at least, they at said least, nemesis, but the fucking guy is like, did I say something? I think at least like, was, at least in the training program, they spoke the same as the as the Vori. I, I was talking about the diplomat. Right, I, just, I meant the the nemesis characters yeah. he fought against also had like eloquent I think speech in the transporter room. It kind of sounded like they were talking like the Vori, but you're right in the in sickbay it it. I think it did sound more normal English. Yeah, I think it was normal, at least in sickbay. I don't remember the, the transporter room scene, but in sickbay, he was using normal speech, and the thing that triggered Chakotay was the word nemesis. Yeah, and his appearance. Mm. Yeah. I think I think they also could have just been inconsistent. Like, I think even when he spoke to characters, the Vori characters, it wasn't always consistently done. Mm-hmm. Especially <laughs> when they couldn't find a good synonym. Writing in Star Trek, inconsistent? <laughs> I'm astounded. Perish Writing directly thought. from the thesaurus? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is still totally like, inconsistent. While watching the episode, we were thinking of like writing an algorithm that would <laughs> that would translate like classic novels into uh, like third synonym uh, speech. <laughs> I still want to do this. Linked below. Translate English to Bori. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, their their speech patterns were really annoying and stupid, and it would have been a lot more of an impactful episode if they didn't use them. Yeah. yeah. If they dropped that entirely, it would have worked so much better. Yeah. Like, it would have worked better toward their intended story. Right, because it just takes you out of it. Yeah. It's not it's, well it's super it's, distracting. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it really is distracting. Yeah, because you spend the whole episode going, you guys sound stupid. Yeah. yeah. Rather than being into the story. No, for and, for and, kind of a weak premise to begin with, it doesn't help them at yeah. all. Yeah. And additionally, like, it, it was difficult for me to, to take them seriously at all. Yes. Like, it, they... Oh, it was so bad. Yeah. Like, they can talk about, like, their spiritual practice of turning people over after they die mm-hmm. in a normal voice, and that would have been like, oh, okay, I get it. But That, uh, that could easily have been very compelling. Yes, yes. They undercut themselves every time. Yep. Yeah, or like, you know, you see like the simple village scene with the little girl that gives you, like, a flower wreath, and it's like, oh, that's so cute, but then it's just like... They talk like dumb shit. Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> Sorry. I, I hate all of you. It's like, it takes so much effort for you to talk like this. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Just speak. Yeah. Like, I guess I'm not really going to mind when they all get exterminated. <laughs> yeah, but just shuffle Sorry, into those nullified. Whatever. Yeah. No lead. No lead. Extermination <laughs> camps. Though. That was my favorite part, though, when the little girl started using slang of the horrible yeah. podcast. <laughs> She's like, I think we got no lead. I'm yeah. like, oh, so they do understand how to say shorter words that carry the same meaning. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> they're just being pricks. And, like, they're, like, <laughs> describing, like, the idea of camouflage and, like, a whole phrase where it's like... <laughs> We make, just so we borrowed a word from the French for that, <laughs> yeah. to make it easier to say. Just a camouflage. <laughs> Alan Moraine. Yep. Dumb shits. <laughs> that was the move along home. God damn it. <laughs> yes, it God was. damn it. What happened? I said Alan Moraine. <laughs> then Jim recognized it and hated himself for it. Yep. That's yeah. like loss. That's, that's, 
That's our that's that's the podcast. Is that our constant? Yeah. <laughs> I I like how when he said, God damn it, you hit the fucking table and I'm looking at Mario's computer and I just saw this giant spike of sound. <laughs> I'm just gonna break someone's eardrum. <laughs> sorry, listener Dan. Yeah. I'm not paying your medical bills, but I'm sorry. Caution headphone users. <laughs> <laughs> well, no more listeners. They're all deaf now. <laughs> He's gonna have to be. Uh, we're gonna have to do captions. <laughs> <laughs> you just you waved your hand, and I was like, "Braille <laughs> sign language <laughs> for podcasts." Oh, maybe we should transcribe them. We should go for it. That's a lot of work. I honestly yeah. don't think we're going to get any more listeners or readers. Yeah, I don't know. No, definitely no more readers. <laughs> we don't have text for them to read. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, except for Jen's fic. <laughs> if, we, uh, if we get a sponsor, Ch- Chipotle, like McNudge Nudge, I will transcribe them. Because I'm not going to do for free what I do to get paid every day. Yeah. Good policy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Joker's dad told me that. Yeah. 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 Something like that, anyway. There's also just knives and lint in my pockets. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. This episode sucked. <laughs> <laughs> See you next time. <laughs> You're welcome. I know how to choose them. They can't all be club beggars, sorry. Yeah, they, they can't all be, um, but the one with, um, Michael, what's his face? Burnham? Scott? No. Um, <laughs> the archangel? No, the one. <laughs> we all went very the different places. The one with the, the weird dream and then the the fear demon. Michael McKean. Yes. Oh, they can't all be that. None one. of us hit the, the Voyager thaw. one. <laughs> the <laughs> first episode we did. They can't all be the thaw. Sorry. <laughs> I though I wish they could be. <laughs> Do you remember how Harry? His his fears were just like surgery. <laughs> just like getting old. Yes. Like yeah. and the most, a baby. Yeah. The most like generic fucking fears. Yeah. Why does he have a fear of being a baby? Being helpless, I think. Probably. Yeah, maybe that's, or I feel like, like there are better ways of depicting that than turning into a fucking baby. Because babies don't give a fuck about anything. It's also not really a realistic fear or one he's really gonna have to encounter that much. Oh I no, mean, I might turn into a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I like that this is now a thought podcast. He's, we he's may already, have covered this. He's already facing a murderous clown. Um, that's like ticks a bunch of boxes off. Yeah, why wouldn't it just be a recursive self fear of the thing okay. he's doing right okay. now? So, so <laughs> Michael McKean's character just grows and grows and grows and grows. So, like, so he's like, oh shit, I'm cascading. So time out. You're like, it's not a very realistic fear. To be fair, there's an episode where Kess has a realistic fear of turning into a baby because she's traveling backwards through time and she becomes a fucking zygote or whatever the fuck they're called. Oh, yeah. So it happened to one person one yeah. time ever. That, that's one person who's on their fucking crew. That's it's also a, a psychic alien. Like, she's different things happen to her. Don't try and confine Harry. <laughs> <laughs> He's capable. You believe in his ability to turn into a baby. Luke, Luke, is he? Shut up. (laughs) He somehow managed to play the clarinet. I don't know. What What else does he do? That's it. On a warship. He tags around with Tom. Yeah. His best friend. His best friend in the whole world. And they're definitely both each other's best friends. Who would do anything for him. No, who would do anything for the whatever twins. Yes. (laughs) Oh, man. What were we talking about? The Thaw. The Thaw. <laughs> so this has been our episode discovering, <laughs> discussing the Thaw. Do you remember the Thaw? I remember. I remember. <laughs> God, we're having nostalgia for our previous episodes. <laughs> remember the giant from Twin Peaks? I remember. I remember. <laughs>
guys can't see the look on her faces, but... Remember the Loxana? I remember. Remember the rock? I remember. I remember that. I remember that. that was only last week. Was it? Well, yeah. last uh, time. Let's not call them weeks. <laughs> so, next time, we'll be discussing the very next episode, because it looked really fun. Uh, season 4, episode 5, Revulsion. Cool. That was very fitting on Netflix when we, when we saw that coming up next. No, I, I was looking through the list just now, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's a good episode. Oh, it's the next one. Okay. Nice. Thanks very much for listening. Um, we hope you enjoyed it. If you have questions or comments, you can email them to us at hellocomputer at salamanderbabies.com. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> is she doing it in one? Yep. <laughs> that's the rule. Um... You can visit us on the Tumblrs at uh, salamanderbabies.tumblr.com. And Wait, at, wait for a confirmation because yes. <laughs> we're all nodding. And at Facebook yes. at facebook.com slash salamanderbabies and on Twitter at salamandertrek. Yes. Aha! This can't end until you sign this off. Yeah, you have to um, sign this off. <laughs> How do I do that? How do you end holiday oh. <laughs> Computer and program. <laughs> <laughs>